0: I feel like those, I've never owned one, but I just know growing up, my friend had a Toyota out in the woods. Its name was 50, because he got it for $50. And on the hood, there was just a big spray-painted 50. And we would just, it had no brakes, but it always turned on. Um, And we would just drive it through the woods and just crash into trees. And we didn't have four-wheelers, but we had old Toyotas. And man, those things always turned on. what's up everybody welcome to episode 131 this is the jeff heathbar episode we're going to show off these pieces here in the beginning of this episode before we get into our little session hangout conversation here in a little bit so let's start off checking out these pieces i've always wanted to work with jeff heathbar since i saw his work in i think 2016 he was doing some of the most like clean traditional vessels that i had seen in like at least the glass community until that point at least he was the only person i was aware of. i'm sure there's other people but i wasn't you know aware of them he was doing like incredible Marini work and everything, and it's just it's an honor to be able to use some of his prep. I can't wait to work together with him in person someday. Um, but it was also be awesome just to be able to get some of my hands on some of this prep and be able to try to shape it and put it into my work. Um, it's it looks like stained glass. Like it's gonna be probably hard to see like through the camera for the podcast, but all these like little sections he did it like looks like stained glass. And like I don't know if you guys are familiar how all that's built but it's very similar if you've ever seen the videos of people like rolling candy and then chopping it up. And then after you've rolled up a bunch of colors together and pull it down thin and chop it all up, you have all these little circles and there's like an image like a rose or something that the candy shop basically made to put into that. That's kind of how Marini works. They're like layers of glass then pulled down and then chopped up into little chunks. And he takes all those little chunks, like they're little tiles and basically builds a piece of tubing with tiles. And then you get like these incredibly detailed like almost mosaic stained glass images on these pieces. So a lot of work, time and skill goes into like this prep that he makes. And um, I'm just really stoked how it all turned out because sometimes working this type of prep is really like tough. It's it's a little stiffer sometimes. It it reacts different when you're connecting it to other colors, you have to be very aware of like how you're heating this stuff. You can't overwork it because you could damage the image. so I'm just really stoked how it came out because I was able to manipulate it all in a way where like I didn't hurt or morph like you know his like marini images. It was just really stoked how it turned out. Um, I was able to do like three different pieces with the prep he sent me. I kind of how I picked the colors for these is I looked at the prep and I was like, which colors do I want to highlight in each section? So for this one, I wanted to highlight the blues and the greens to the marini. For this one, this one had blacks and reds and stuff inside of it. I wanted to highlight that. So I was like, well, let's do like a whitish color. So I went with ghost and it actually has a little bit of a tint of red in it. Cause there's a little bit of pomegranate in that ghost too. And that kind of brings out some of the colors in the marini. And then this one has like lots of greens and reds in it too. So this one's a CFL shifter. So on one light, it looks like one piece. Another light looks like another piece, but all colors that complement these sections he sent me. The three pieces I did were a 10 millimeter, three by two halo. I did a 10 millimeter blue pammer. And then I did the 10 millimeter, um, double fuse halo these all have full color, everything full color perks. The perks are like um, a different color than the main outer body. So they kind of like pop in there. They're like more recognizable. It's going to be probably hard to see in the camera, but like you can like see the tops of these, like you see how it's like blue on the top and then green on the bottom. A lot of those like little details like, or what I've been having so much fun with lately is like being able to, because the guys are prepping me so much color and stuff, it's giving me the opportunity to add like little bits of color everywhere. Like color on the inside of the joint like orange on the inside of the joint that just like those little details, like to me as someone who's making it is like the coolest thing. It's almost like when you're like collecting stuff or like, even like if you're buying like, you know, like fancy collectibles and there's like these little like minor details that separate it from the rest of the work or the rest of the collectible stuff. Like that's how I see like all these little things we're doing here. So I'm just stoked how they turned out. Um, so I'm gonna do some function on these and um, yeah, I just want to show you guys how hard these shred like, because I've been making the halos for over two years now, but it's still one of those things I continue to refine. So we're going to check out the three by two halo first. Um, I'll grab this guy right here and kind of slide it over. So are we good on that camera? And see it turned a little bit like that. Okay. So the three by two halos, what that three by two is referring to is the triple diffuse, which is the showerhead in the bottom and the two discs. So the triple diffuse, and then the two is the double drain. Um, So these are more of like a water feature than anything. It just shows the cool, like two vortexes while you're using it. So I'll pull on this and maybe we'll be able to see it. And just, I'm so stoked how these fun, they all like function so well. I mean, these aren't available yet. They'll be available here soon. Um, we're gonna give early access to these probably before this podcast drops to just the Patreon, and then the, whatever like Patreon doesn't pick up, then we'll do like the, the official drop of them on our Sunday sale coming up in September. I think it's September seventeenth. I'll have to double check on that though. But this one right here is made with Titan, which is the green color, and then the blue accented color is our blue Raz color, which is a mix of like ghost with like bl- brilliant blue. It makes like this really bright, almost like opalescent blue like when you look at this piece you might think it's only like one color because the blue and the green flow so well together but they're two totally different colors like the maria the smaller maria here and then this hollow one these are both that blue and then the green surrounds it everything's kind of like banded in the same way like the pattern the way it flows like the funnel and the bottom is that same color blue to kind of go with like everything i don't know i'm just really stoked how it turned out all right checking out the hammer now real quick um, like again, I said, there's a little bit of a red tint in the bottom of it. You can kind of see it coming through. That's coming from the perk and coming from the light layer of pomegranate that flows through this, man. I'm so stoked how clean these lines came out to where the ghost is connected to the Marini. It's just like, it's really hard to keep straight lines on a flat tube as opposed to like shaping straight lines. Cause like when you're shaping something, you can almost use a tool to like keep something straight. But when it's on a flat surface, it's really more about like how clean the prep is and just like air control and like not getting it too hot so gravity doesn't grab it too quick and stretch it and make it look all weird um, but i'm just really stoked how this thing turned out overall it's a bigger hammer for sure because it's got that blooping perk in it, it has like the uh eight hole gridded showerhead perk in the bottom and then the four hole bloop right in the middle there welded right below the marini I'm just really stoked how it came out this is a piece i spent a couple days on and I just couldn't wait to get here this morning and take it out of the kiln and look at it. It was like Christmas. I was like, I want to see it because when this piece is hot, all these colors look different because when cadmium colors are hot, they just look like brown and muddy. You don't get to see all that detail. So I'll try to... Maybe I'll go this way, Aja. Is that better? Okay. Shredder. She goes like rips and obviously you're normally going to pick this thing up and You can still see all that function. Even when you're holding that, you can like enjoy it while you're dabbing. It. You know, you can just watch the tornado from the usually you're sitting above it. You know, you can't really see it unless you're watching a video or stuff with these, you can sit here and just watch the bloopers, like bubbles go through there. Watch the tornado. Just fun. You know i'm stoked on this piece and like the bottom here you can see kind of like the red tint a little bit more and you can see how that perks welded in there the detail of the orange on the inside of the perk because there's an orange layer on the inside of the tubing giving it that you know when you look on the inside you see orange it's kind of like cool detail all the way to the mouthpiece like when you're looking you probably won't be able to see on the camera but when you're looking down the mouthpiece you can see the orange in there too um just all those little details and then Last but not least, let's look at this 10 millimeter double. Then we're going to go sit down, sesh, hang out, get caught up for a little bit. And um, yeah, but then I got a blooper I got to show you guys too. I have another new piece that we're going to go sesh here in a second. I'll show you. I'm very excited to bring that on the podcast. It's like a sick one. But let's show the function on this double diffused halo. I uh, love how super transparent this is. A lot of the colors we make, we mix that opalescence into them so they get these kind of like fumy, like cloudy look. This one's super just mega transparent. Like I know it's glass, but it's glassy. Like it's just transparent as fuck, but still has tons of color. The Perk and then the Maria accents are slime, so they have kind of that opalescence, milkiness to them, but the overall body of this is super transparent. Shreds. This is like a real daily driver too though. Like even though this is like the same height as this three by two, the can is a little bit shorter. The drain is a little bit different setup. This thing is just like all like crazy water feature and tech and function. This one has that same like drain function it doesn't have the extra tornado, but it shows that nice um, Jeff Heath bar Marini marble inside the halo and stuff. Just I don't know. this is the only one I've actually smoked. And uh, yeah, I searched it all day and it was awesome. I just love the way the full, I feel like the full color perks feel a little bit different than the clear perks. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because they're thicker and a little denser, it's a different vibration. These are only details you'd notice if you've smoked like hundreds of RBRs, but it's like, I test so much stuff that I'm always like, like why is that one different? Why does that one have this special type of hit? And then I try to figure it out and decode that so that I can put it into all of them. Um, But that's one of the funnest parts about taking the piece out of the kiln, not to mention getting to look at it and being excited about it, being able to see how it functions, see if it's a little different, find out if that tweak you made actually did something. Did you crack a new code on function? uh, That's the thing that keeps me coming back every morning at fucking 5 in the morning just to open that kiln and be like, what did I make? Before my family's even awake, I'm over here just getting into it. A lot of people have been seeing me post at like 5, 5.30 in the morning taking dabs or skating around in the studio. They're like, God, you do not sleep. I'm like, no, I'm actually getting here early as fuck now because I'm going to bed earlier switching up the sleep schedule, trying to get work done before the world starts is like my new thing. So, uh, but yeah. All right, guys, we're going to head over to the other room. I'm going to go grab the other blooper. We're going to get a little sesh going. I'm going to show you some of the other new things I've been working on and, uh, we'll get caught up for the week. Uh, but thank you so much, everybody. I think September 17th is going to be our next sale and I'll see you guys in the other room. this i got some hash here what do you guys think about those jeff heath bar collabs though those i'm so stoked i got to fucking make some like i have a scotty mickle collab coming up too and crunk all the millie guys to send us decide to send me stuff at the same time they're all like evan you guys you want all the millie prep from all the different people all at the same time and that's what happened Oh, man, look at this blooper I got right here. This big 14 mil blooper with a fade of Atlantis Gold Amethyst. My favorite fade that we do, by far, because they're so dramatically different. The Atlantis is purple. I mean, the uh, Gold Amethyst is purple. This Atlantis is, like, you know, what you think a color of glass would look like in Atlantis. It almost looks like old Coke bottle glass. And then the perk and mouthpiece are absinthe, which is almost, like, crippy. It's, like, a a little bit different version of crippy. Um but I'm super stoked on this piece. And on the table today for hash, we got some organic garden dog from my good buddy. been friends with him for fucking seven years now, maybe. I don't even know. It's been a long-ass time. But I got some Sour Diesel Wedding Cake and some Sour Spritzer. So a couple different sours here, some extra terpy stuff. Like, what I love about organic garden dog, too, is he doesn't pick early for, like... He won't, like, pick early just to get really light-colored hash for, like, people to, like... You know, so people are like, oh, it looks good. I'll buy it. Like... He, like, keeps his hash obviously amazing looking, but he fully grows it. Like, he lets that shit mature on the plant properly so you get that full, super strong, like... I mean, I, the way, like, organic garden dog stuff hits is just, like... It's just so much heavier. And not in a heavy way where I'm, like, sleepy or whatever. Just I just feel like all the THC's in there. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't, they didn't skip out on any of the THC for a little extra blonde color. They were like, no, we need it all. I'm going to take a dab on this big guy right here. This was a special order for someone. Still got to make a drop down for it, but I took it out of the kiln this morning and I've just been like, I need to smoke this thing. Whoa, she's rubble at the table. (coughs) I love this (coughs) nail. I get my whole dab on this nail. It's the best. Oh Oh my God. Guys, we just had some people stop by that are helping us try to get our studio approved. You know, for years, a year now, we've been dealing with everything from having to move into this, build it, and then them reporting this space and a bunch of shit happening. But we're getting closer and closer to having everything buttoned up. So nothing but positive. I'm sure there's going to be a few more hiccups along the way, but I have to take these little positive things, even if it's the most minor thing, and just enjoy it. Because if I don't embrace the positive moments, uh, you know, it's almost like one of those things is like you'll just become a memory. It won't be something I actually experienced. I'll have to remember being positive and not actually living in it. Um, So, yeah, one step closer to getting our studio fully approved and the county all happy with us. (coughs) Which I can't wait. (coughs) I just want to blow glass in peace, at least for the most part. As artists, I feel like the only thing, like, we're not people that fucking are good with paperwork or organization, maybe some are, but I shouldn't be speaking so broadly for everyone, but generally most people who are creative and an artistic-minded person have shortcomings in a lot of other areas of their life where it comes to maybe even hygiene organization, whatever so doing all this paperwork shit with the city and getting everything organized has been a real plus I have severe ADHD, so it's just for me it's just been a real headache but I'm so happy to get it cleared up because all I want to worry about is making glass art And finding people who love what I make and, you know, sharing that with them. And that's it. And I feel like getting, like I'm getting back to myself. Like I feel like over the past few years, like I think most of us have felt the same. Basically since March of 2020, we've like almost like lost ourselves a little bit. It's just been so strange. Everything from like relationships to work to life. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like we're slowly inching our way back. That's like when I hear like people who are like stand up comedians I listen to, or other people who own businesses. Basically anyone that's in a space where they're trying to offer something to people to buy, they're like this summer was slow. It was a slow summer. Like even for people who do like shows and stuff, like not as many people buying tickets, whatever. And it's like this is the first summer that people could go out and do things without any restrictions. Like this was like That, like, first, like, summer where people could actually... So what money people do have, they probably want to go out and spend it on experiences or traveling or doing things outside. I've been telling a lot of my colleagues and friends and stuff, wait till winter. Wait till it gets cool again and a little bit gloomier. People be inside. They want inside activities. They want to go to shows again. They want to do this. They want to buy glass, whatever, you know? There's, like... There's always, like, the ebbs and flows of any industry and even, even culturally, you know? Sometimes people are buying. Other times people are saving, you know what I mean? So... You know, it's just knowing how to, like, flow with it, you know, not against it where it hurts you. You want to be able to move with it so you can just get through it. But, yeah, we are forever grateful, you guys. I can't believe the last Sunday sale. Fucking, that was a lot of pieces. Over 52 pieces people scooped that sale. I'm, like, super grateful. The guys, they're all, like, just... We have, like, a new guy that works for us, so he's, like, seeing the drops the first time watching stuff, and it's just it's cool to see everyone getting so excited because they're like, damn, like, it's so cool that people give a fuck about what we're doing here at Bear Mountain. Like, there's, like, these group of people out here that actually give a fuck, and it's awesome. And we're grateful for that, because there's days, like, anyone has their off days, and there's days where, like, we need that reminder from you guys that, like, you guys give a shit. Like, because there's some days as creative people we get into little slumps and dips where we question ourselves and our choices, and we're like, what the fuck am I doing? I should have just did this and that. And I don't know. You know, we all do that. Whether whether you're a creative artist artistic person or not, like, you're going to do that. But... I'm speaking from my personal experience and the experience of my peers that I talk to. So it's coming from that perspective of someone who creates stuff all day and then tries to find a living within their creativity. Cause at the end of the day, uh, like the money should almost be a side effect of your obsession of your creativity. It shouldn't be the overall goal. If the overall goal is just money, then the product and the art will suffer. I think, um, it's like, it's really easy to look at like in movies. Like anytime there's like people that have creative ideas in the movies, like, well, the budget won't cover that. And then it's even that, even in life, fucking a dude, like with in our country with stuff like that, which I ain't going to solve here next to a pipe in this table, but you know, budgets make it so people aren't able to be as creative and helpful as they want to be. Um, in some aspects, but maybe the struggle of not having the budget and makes you even more creative because then you find ways to fix things without the money. The point is, is that sometimes I feel like if people were a little bit more financially stable, it'd be easier to be like in a creative space too. But you know, I've been my most creative when I was angry and upset, I think. And it, and it's because I'm like trying to find the best way to like be like, fuck you world. And like, instead of like rage quitting, like some people do, like, I just like, I'm like, what if I rage produce? What if I rage create? What if I make so much shit to fuck, give the fuck you to the world that it's like, Look at it all, world! I made all this! Piling it all up! Just fuck it! Like, I don't even know, dude. You gotta find ways to divert that energy, especially when you're a parent and you're watching your kid go through stuff, and you're kind of like, how do I take that energy and convert it to something positive for my child? Like, that's that's one of the toughest things, too, because when you got little ones, and you're a young person yourself, it's like, whoa, this. how do I handle this explosive reaction this little one's having? Like, how do I take that energy and make it so that they can use that as a superpower as they get older and not a deterrent to their success. Cause a lot of times that uh, me and my wife, we found that why we weren't successful is because of our own shortcomings, whether it be our inability to handle certain stressful situations or really complicated situations, whatever it is, like how do we teach the next people coming before us to like almost like make everything second nature. That's like one of the main thing I do with my kiddo is that like I look at, um, her anytime she's like can't figure something out i'm like find a tool like oh you can't reach the light switch go find a tool find a stool find something you can use i'm like you're a type of animal that can use tools it's really cool you can do that all the way down to like if you're getting upset find a tool to figure out how to get through what you're getting through that doesn't mean go find a chair that means like tools can be anything from perspective to physical like working out energy whatever you got to do but i'm trying to instill in her is that like at the end of the day, there are no problems. There's just things that you need different tools for. With me growing up, I always saw problems and I always blamed them for why I sucked. And it was like, even till recently when I had everything happen with code enforcement, like, I have so many things I wanted to blame and get mad at these people for and then I have to like, step back and be like, no, there's, just, there's always gonna be problems but all of them can be solved with a tool. We just gotta find the right tool. So I'm trying to teach my kiddo that so that she's, like... So it's, like, second nature. So she doesn't even have to, like, rely on anyone, really. She'll go, oh, here's the issue I'm dealing with. Well, I have to go discover the tool now. Here's a fun game I have where shitty things happen to me. And then I have a fun game where I know I have to go on a quest to find the tool to fix this shitty thing. Or get me away from it. Whatever the end goal is. But there is a tool to do it. And we're the type of animals that can use tools. We're like fucking otters, dude. We're just opening oysters on our bellies all fucking day, bro. Like, it... I've been watching a lot of animal shit with my daughter. She likes stuff like that. But yeah, dude, being a grown-up is pretty cool, guys. I don't know if you've heard, but we don't have bedtimes. It's pretty sick. (laughs) But I've been going to bed early because I've been getting up so early. I haven't been working nights. I've been getting in the shop at like five in the morning. I'm like, if I get here early as fuck, I'm about to get so much done before anyone even gets here, before my daughter's awake, before, before any sort of government office opens that may want to call me and fuck my day up i will get hours in so if you fuck my day up at 9 or 10 a.m just know that i already got over five four or five hours in or i got half a day of your normal day in the work's been started while you slept it's the same as staying up late and but i feel better physically and mentally i feel a lot better when you're staying up late late all the time like my circadian schedule's better because i'm like waking up before the sunrise i'm watching the sunrise i'm experiencing that I'm watching the sunset if you're just staying up late as shit you're sleeping through the sunrise waking up and the days already been going for a couple hours and like that actually fucks with you biologically and even if it doesn't i'm convinced it does but in my experience so far changing things has helped me be more productive still working like a fucking animal crazy hours they're just shifted and now i'm making sure that i'm sleeping while it's dark and awake while it's light simple changes you know Get my nail ready for another dab here, real quick. Yeah, I gotta figure out what I like. I have some plans for some stuff for next Sunday sale, but I'm gonna do some posts for the September sale and be like, "What's everybody thinking? What are we What are we looking at? Because I know in like November we're probably gonna do our final pre-sale of the year, which is the big one where we offer basically all the different stuff like all the functionals that i've done but in a clear format um and in a pre-sale version so there's more quantities so that people don't have to compete so much it's like our end of the year thing we try to end in november that way there's time to get majority of it out before christmas um and so yeah we only have like three more drops left this year pretty much so I'm, i want to make sure i talk to everybody i'm gonna make some posts about that and say okay we got like three more drops left this year What are we all thinking? I know what I want to make, but is there anything that you guys are particularly looking for? So I make sure I cater to the people who support me too. can't be a selfish guy over here just making what I want to make all the time, even though I love making everything I make. But what I mean is, is sometimes there's specific things as you get focused on me. I get hyper-focused. I'm like, I want to make this. I have to make this. And, um, that isn't always the most productive and not always what people are looking for, even though I'm obsessive over it. You know what I mean? So, you know, either way, you know we'll figure it out y'all let me know but I'll make a post on Instagram where we can actually you know start the conversation so we got a few weeks or so and then I'm doing a class at the end of September like I'm going to take a class I'm pretty excited about also really nervous I'm not stoked I have to go out of town I'm not stoked I have to uh, be away from the family for a few days and it's expensive to travel on them fucking airplanes nowadays dude I was thinking about driving, but then I looked and I was like, damn, 21 hours. And I was like, that's going to, my car will probably break down. I don't care how new your car is. Cars suck. Drive anything 21 hours and you'll be surprised. Don't care how much you paid for it. Unless it's like a Toyota or something. I feel like those, I've never owned one, but... I just know growing up my friend had a Toyota out in the woods. Its name was 50, because he got it for $50. And on the hood there was just a big spray painted 50. And we would just, it had no brakes, but it always turned on. Um, And we would just drive it through the woods and just crash into trees and we didn't have four wheelers, but we had old Toyotas. And man, those things always turned on. So more of the story is, you know, they're probably the most reliable I think I've seen that in Subarus I think. A lot of people have Subarus seem to do really good. I've never owned either, you know? I've always had, like, Fords and shit. And then, like, Volkswagen, which, all cars suck, dude. You know? That's what I realized. I like cars. I like looking at them. I like being like, whoa, it'd be cool to drive that or this or that. What would it look like in this color? But then, you know, you just look at them and then you realize, though, you're like, but as soon as something goes wrong with this car, it's going to break my heart you know, and I don't want that to happen, maybe that's a problem, maybe I shouldn't avoid a good time in fear of having a bad time, you know, that's, that's a problem, that's pretty much what that is, you know, I don't want to get this thing, because what if it breaks down, and then I have a bad time, you know, we can't predict the future, (coughs) okay, it's more of another dab, I don't even know what I'm talking about, that first dab on this got me, like, so stoned, it was crazy, um, this, cause this nail, because you get your whole dab from it, it just, you know, normally I feel like either there's a puddle or I suck a little down the neck, so I'm not like getting as big of a dab as maybe I should, but then like I hit this thing and like all of it stays in the bucket and the bucket's hot, the whole thing, and it's just like, whoa dude, I took like a normal sized dab or an NSB and a fucking, this shit hit me like a ton of bricks, you know? It's wild. What was that noise? Did you hear that popping noise? Oh, something over there. Is everything alright? That was weird. It almost sounded like electrical pop. I don't know. Weird. It could have been the windows heating up, the sun. Maybe that. I don't know. We don't need to solve it right now. We're goddamn fucking Scooby-Doo over here, bro. Whatever it was, would have got away without uh, this little kit. I don't even know. Dude, I can't even. I can't even anymore. Alright, so I'm going to try this uh, sour spritzer. That sour diesel from Organic Garden Dog is... There's a sour diesel wedding cake. That wedding cake, I think, takes over. But then you have, like, that heaviness from the sour diesel. Um, Yeah, crazy. My guys aren't here yet today. Just me and Aja at the studio. And, uh, yeah, definitely nervous to uh, see them. Because this hash be hitting. I've been smoking, like, lots of, like, dispensary shit. And I feel like the dispensary shit's probably picked a little early, even if it's super fire and like this stuff's hitting so differently. I don't know what it is. Like sometimes, you know, everybody's gardens different. And you get used to certain things. <coughs> when I haven't smoked certain gardens in a while, like and then I'll go back to it and smoke and I'm like, "Holy fuck, that shit's so strong." It's like maybe it's just like I'm not used to like the terpene profiles or like just like how good the hash is. I don't know. It's just it's just organic garden dog. They kill it. I love those guys they they've like like they're good people like they're like people that like will watch my kiddo and like take us tubing and stuff they're just like just like us they're a family dude, and it's just cool to see how talented there's like so much i feel like hidden talent out like people that have like highly skilled and do the best of the best are like not always the people that are like maybe like the most known like. But that's the fun thing about the niche communities Is finding like those like the best shit ever It's like I feel like when people like Find like these incredible restaurants Before they become Michelin star Then like Then when they become Michelin star People are like Oh I can't go there anymore It's like It's like too busy Too popular Too big now But like there's that quality food out there Even in like Like small places That you've never fucking heard of That like would blow away Even like a A Michelin star restaurant Someone here yeah. Dude, I'm like hearing shit, but I think it's the welders. They're like, dude, there's people working on both sides. There's welders on one side and a car shop on the other side. That's exactly what's going on, dude. The torch is like muting some of the white noise, and I'm just hearing like peaks of like banging and pops and thinking it's in a room with me. All right, that's probably good. Yeah, dude, this nail is too much fun, though. And then this piece, my God, dude. I can't wait to see it next to his. Uh, this the kid that got this has a a halo, a fourteen mil halo with the same color, the Atlantis gold amethyst bade with that uh, absinthe perk. So I'm excited to see it next to that, like as a set. It looks sick. Yeah, I'm very excited for the future because I think we're going to be able to start offering stuff like that, like custom work again or matching pieces for stuff you already have, like all sorts of options on like our website to make it like easier for people to do stuff and not have to wait for an email response. Um, You know, our goal most of the time when we're doing things is always trying to find how to make it better. Sometimes it's like trying to find ways to, you know, speed things up so that we can service people quicker. But most of the time it's like, just like what can we add to it to actually add more time to it? Most of my glass, like, I can't make as many. It's crazy. I have all these ladies and all these people helping me, but I can't can't make as many RBRs now as I did like a year or two ago because I have all these things I do now that add time to the builds but the prices haven't changed Um, but for me it's like at the end of the day like I said we're just trying to like I'm like I'm always like how can I make it better because like there's always a way to make things better like there's always refinements that's the fun part if there wasn't refinements I wouldn't be keep playing this game I'd be already done I'd be bound to something else but glass blowing I see there's no ceiling. The level of perfection that we can keep trying to pursue and like refining function, everything. Like it's just it's so much fun. And I'm I'm terrified of the day that maybe it doesn't sound as much fun to me. I hope it never happens. Like I see people like Bob Snodgrass and like people that have been doing this for thirty plus years and I'm like, nah, dude, these dudes are still they haven't found the ceiling, they're still having a blast. Um, so I think, you know, it's all a mindset, but this this is the funnest shit I've ever done. Jesus Christ, what the fuck, what the fuck, She's strong, I feel like, you know, when like, a, an older brother or cousin or someone comes up to you and Charlie horses you and you're like, what the fuck, it hurt, that's literally how I feel after I took that dab, the dab didn't hurt, but like, I feel, I feel like I got, um, I took it a little warm, but whoa, I feel like I fuck it. That I feel like I was assaulted by gasoline turps, bro. Like <coughs> How do I file a complaint <coughs> to the turp police? I got hit by the turps, bro. Well, that was it. That was the one. I am the leader today. I'm gonna try and be a good leader, boss. Uh, helpful team member. <sighs> I wish I had sunglasses. I have. I have glass blowing glasses I can hide behind. I'm already trying to plan how I'm going to hide and sneak through the studio. so people don't see me. Even though everyone's going to... Yeah, it's a small studio. It's not even that big. And everyone looks to me for stuff. So I, I'll be seen. But I, uh, <laughs> but I don't want to be. <laughs> I am so stoned. Holy shit. Good thing the inspectors have left. The wife has left for the day. She's going home to do photos and stuff for the Patreon drops. That's going on on Thursday. The guys aren't here yet. You know, the kiddo's in school, and I'm over here just, I'm working. I'm telling, that's why I tell my family. This is my job. Doing it. (laughs) It's good. It's good. I'm going to make some sick glass today, dude. And I'm super excited and finish a piece I was working on. It's the funnest job ever. It's like skateboarding, dude. And now I just want to incorporate more skateboarding. Like, we've already started, we're already in talks of skatable pipes, just for me, though, like, I want to build a whole skate park that every obstacle is smokable I and mean, just be like ripping through there and just fucking skating different hits, just ripping hits through the whole park, dude, and then just collapse at the end, dude, to the floor. Like, oh, dude, yeah. It's going to be fun. Should be sick. If we do something like that, we plan on bringing it to trade shows. People will start seeing us at probably shows again because the team's getting big enough now that I have enough helping hands to be able to do much more. Not think I need to do more. I always bring another person on so then I'm like, okay, this means maybe I don't have to work all night because they can help me with this. But then I just go, oh, they're helping me with this. Now I can add this to my plate and work even more. It's a curse, but a good one. I love it. This is fun, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed checking out the Jeff Heath bar pieces. Those are going to be available here soon. Uh, Thanks for watching that part and the little sesh here if you made it through this too. Um, I'm liking these shorter formats having like ...are beginning showing it in the sash ...but I still have to find my rhythm... ...and I appreciate you guys hanging with me here... ...while we adjust and change a couple things... ...so that I feel like this is uh, makes more sense... ...because man, I've smoked a lot of weed and hash... ...on this program for fucking... Um, three years almost now... ...and it's time to... ...you know... ...organize myself a little better... ...the whole life's getting more organized... ...I think back to even three years ago... ...just not, not wearing socks while I worked all day... ...what was I doing? Like... There's so many things in my life that I've changed that are improvements that goddamn it's going to start coming onto everything, even the podcast now, dude. We're going to start adjusting everything, getting better, and finding our voice. But I'm stoked. This was fun. It was six session, this piece. I'm excited to see it with the other piece that it matches. And thank you so much, everybody, for checking out episode 131, the Jeff Peeth Bar episode, I guess we'll call it or something, because that's what we showed in the beginning. Wow, wicked stone boy okay bye fuck dude dude that diesel i have the top switched for sure i absolutely have the tops fucking switched that was fucked up because i hit that sour spritzer and i was like i hit the sour diesel on the first and i was like oh because i was gonna take that one first because that shit's like super strong i know it and I was like, oh, that wasn't bad at all. I'm like, damn, I'm tough. And then I grabbed the sour spritzer and took a bigger dab of that, and I was like, oh, no, that was the diesel.